Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, Woe to the scribes, you hypocrites! You lock the kingdom of heaven away from men, and you do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow others to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You traverse the sea and the land to make one convert, and when that happens, you make him a child of Gehenna, twice as much as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides! If one swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gold in the temple, one is obligated. Blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that made the gold sacred? And you say, if one swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gifts in the altar, he is obligated. You blind ones, which is greater, the gift or the altar? One who serves by the altar swears by it and all that is upon it. One who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. One who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who is seated on it. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have to get, start with a mea culpa, which is my fault. I didn't point to the readings that I wanted to use today in honor of Mary. So Tom read the readings of the day, which is the Monday, of this week, but that's all right. We'll, we'll get through it. Um, when I was dressing, I saw this vestment in the back dedicated to Our Lady of Guadalupe, and I thought it would be appropriate for her. The Queenship of Mary is all through the scriptures, even in the Old Testament. <clears throat> there are references in the Book of Wisdom. The, the Queen stands in array while watching God do his creation. It became a feast in, in the church um, around 1960, and the feast of the Queenship of Mary was chosen the last day of May, May 31st. On that day, I was in grammar school, um, the pastor of my church, Father Santura, was renovating the rectory and the, the gardens outside the rectory, and there were two statues in front of the rectory, one of Mary, with a crown holding baby Jesus and the other Saint Joseph. <clears throat> so I was in grammar school. So I said to Father Centura, what are you gonna do with those statues? He says, you want one? I said, yeah. I didn't ask my mother, my father, anybody. And these things are cast iron, they're heavy. I said, yeah. He said, okay, you take the one you want. I said, okay. So after mass, I went home and told my father, I said, Father Centaur said we should take that statue of Mary that he's not going to use anymore. And he said, you nuts, what are we going to do with that? I says, my mother says, let's make a shrine. So we built a little shrine. It's not, wasn't a little shrine. It was a, she's life size. It was a big shrine on 4th Street in Jersey City. And it stayed there through all the years we lived there. And then after my father passed, I took it because the house had been sold and renovated. I took it and I have it with me where I go. So 
the queenship of Mary was that day that we finally got it opened. We, my father put the electricity on, people came and offered flowers, and it was like a real Italian neighborhood, so everybody knew it was happening, and the, it was a countdown, like when is it gonna happen? And when it finally happened, it was today, um, the, the queenship of Mary, but not in August, it was the end of May, the original date of the queenship of Mary. So after Vatican II, the combination of the Assumption and Mary's honor as Queen of Heaven were put together, and these last seven days have been honoring Mary at the Assumption to today, Queen of Heaven. It all works well theolo theologically, if you figure. Um, she assumed into heaven, Jesus brought his mother back, body and soul, into heaven after her. The Eastern Church, and we could call it that too, calls it the Dormition, the falling of sleep of Mary, because she, they believe she didn't authentically die. She fell asleep in the Lord, and the Lord rose her to heaven. It's like this. You, you want to believe that? That's fine. But the idea is that the assumption is the key, that body and soul, Mary was brought to heaven, and the date for that is the 15th, which was last week. And what's her role in heaven? She's queen. Now again, this goes back into antiquity. In Hebrew scriptures, we always hear about the king. You know all the kings, you've heard about them all. We don't hear much about their mothers, but in Hebrew theology, we know <laughs> there's always a woman behind the throne, not the wife, the mother. <laughs> and that gives the role of a Jewish mother such importance in the life of Jewish people. Well, we're not Jewish, we're Italian, but I think my mother usurped that role and she became like queen of our family. But all mothers deserve that role as queen because of what they do and what they carry. So we look at Mary as queen of heaven, as Jesus' mother. He brings her to heaven, not as a co-redemptress, not as a god, she's not a goddess, She's his mother. She's a saint. She's a holy woman. Okay? She's not a, a, a part of the Trinity. Make no bones about it. We pray to Mary so the prayers go to God. So all the Hail Marys, all the prayers we say, we honor the statue of Mary. It's always through Mary to Jesus. Through Mary to the Father. Now, there's, no, there's no, nothing wrong with that. It's very appropriate. Okay, so just imagine being back in the court of one of the kings of, of Israel, and you want to see the king, and you know the mother, and you call her over. Can I see his son? Can I see Solomon or, or Hezekiah? And you know what a mother does. Mothers of here would do the same thing. Come here, come here. I'll, I'll take you in the back door, and I'll get you to see him. Uh, mothers have always been protectors. That's why this, one of these current themes in our society, it, it'll fade, it will fade, they all fade, um, of non-gender ideology. It, it's so bizarre, okay? But we, it's not the first bizarre agenda we've had in social media or society, going back from the beginning of time. But this one is very offensive to Mary. It's very offensive to the family. It's very offensive to motherhood. It's very offensive to gender. If you're a boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. 
And if there are psychological issues going on within that person, there's counseling, there's counseling. And, and, and I would want to be very sympathetic to that because that has a lot to do with chemistry, internal mental chemistry. So there are some people in our society that feel that they want to move to another gender. They need help. They need our prayers. Not our mockery, but our prayers. So let's go back to the family, though. Mary took her role as mother of that household, and she protected Jesus. I mean, think of the role that she had, protecting him, bringing him to probably lessons, probably to um, the local shul, not, which was the Jew, local Jewish um, learning areas in their little town in Nazareth. When we go to the Holy Land in, in March, one of the highlights will be to go to the Church of the Annunciation, to go to the Church of the Visitation, to go to the churches where Mary made her mark on the world and the church. We did it a few years ago and another group is coming together and we're gonna do it again in March. And, and it's something to look for, we look forward to and anybody wants to join us, but it's something we look forward to knowing that we'll be walking on the same earth, the same ground that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus walked on, operating in the same area that the apostles were at the Sea of Tiberia, and going to where Mary gave birth to Jesus. I mean, it's unbelievable that this is 2,000 years ago, and we still have access to her human connections one, for, for me, one of the highlights in the Holy Land was going to the Church of the Sepulchre. Now, through the years, things have changed, of course, but there's a rock, a white marble, that is presumed to be the, the marble on which Jesus' body laid after the crucifixion. And it's, a very, it's very simple, just a long piece of marble. Is that the marble? We don't know. We, we, we venerate it as if. But the key is we're venerating our own history because Mary is an absolutely human person. She gave birth to a divine person, Jesus, but she's human. And when we walk in her steps, we can solicit her aid and ask her assistance. She had to deal with Jesus. You, you, don't, you think you have a bad? Imagine having Jesus as your son. You know, imagine having Jesus whose reputation is like he's raising people from the dead, he's walking on water. And Mary, what do you have to say about it? You know, cause she probably only said, God's will be done. Fiat, voluntatis tu, as she said to the angel. But that's an access for us to speak to her, to go to her, and today to venerate her as queen of heaven. Queens, kings, yeah, there are some throughout the world, as, as we all know, presidents and mayors and all that. The title is not the issue, the role is the issue. She's the mother of God. And she walked this earth, as Jesus did, she walked this earth and she did things mothers do. And we all know what our mothers did for us and do for us. So today, focus on our own mothers in prayer. Focus on the gifts that she gave her son and her son subsequently gave us. And as she helped 
him. I'm sure she did help him walk and pick them up once in a while when he fell. She'll help us. Just, just talk to her. Mother to mother, person to person, person, son to mother. Because the church also calls her the mother of the universal church. Came out of Vatican II. She has so many titles. Guadalupe is one. Queen, Queenship of Mary is another. But the person, Mary, mother of God, is who we celebrate today with distinction and pride.